everybody, and welcome to our latest episode of Metrosite, the MetroG podcast. I'm Beth Schultz, Vice President of Research and Principal Analyst at MetroG, and the topic for today is Communications Platform as a Service, or as it's more commonly um, shortened down to, just CPaaS. Now, MetroG's Global Customer Experience Metrocast 2023 research study of we had about nearly 1,700 companies that participated in that benchmark study. And in that study, it shows CPAS adoption to be at about 39%, with another 24% planning for implementation in 2023. Now, CPAS is an enabling technology for customer experience transformation, we found. And if there's anyone who would know what um, uh, would know about that, it is my guest, Robert Gallup. Uh, currently, Robert is CMO of the recently formed CPaaS Acceleration Alliance. He is also co-founder of Creo Solutions, um, and Creo is a solutions de uh, design firm using AI, automation, and CX tools for customer service, marketing, and sales improvements. And Creo is also a partner of the CPAS Acceleration Alliance. Now, earlier, Robert spent some time as CMO and head of product at Intellipeer, where he helped move CPAS beyond the world of developers and into the enterprise. He's here with us today to share a status report on the state of CPAS and the latest on the CPAS Alliance. So, welcome, Robert. Thanks, Beth. Great to be with you today. So as I mentioned, Metrogy's uh, CX Metricast study shows up enterprise adoption at about 39% today uh, with expected strong growth through this year as well, in, as, well as into uh, 2024. So does this, um, does this adoption that we see jibe with what the CPAS Acceleration Alliance sees in terms of enterprise uptake of CPAS? It does. Um, and I think the 39% number, when you think about the different ways you can use CPaaS, really starts to make sense, right? It, it could be as simple as somebody sending an SMS message when a job completes or sending notifications to employees. So that technically counts as CPaaS adoption, right? I think the, the big goal for the industry as a whole is to drive more use cases. So the 39% is probably technically accurate from what we see, um, but I, we, we as a, an industry uh, would love to see um, that 39% grow as well as see uh, more penetration of use cases in the enterprise with, with CPaaS. So not just being about that simple messaging API, which was kind of one of the, well, really the starting point along with maybe voice APIs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell us, how does the Alliance see the market shaping up? Um, you obviously have a, have a goal there. Um, you, you know, what do you, what do you see in terms of how the market's shaping up and then, um, you know, what's driving the growth that you do see and, and hope to see? Yeah. When you look at the market as a whole, uh, we see strong opportunity for growth. And I, I think it's consistent across everybody that's looking at the market. Um, the numbers that we've seen, lead to about $100 billion uh, in overall market size by the time we reach the end of this, this uh, decade, right? So what are the drivers there? There's been a lot of activity in the market, um, and it's, it's continuing, continuing to heat up. In fact, you know, we've seen lots of acquisition as people jockey for space mm -hmm. and, and grabbing market share and grabbing use cases. So, um, so yeah, I guess first first thing first is the market growth is set to accelerate, um, and we're seeing that definitely from our members. 
Um, what's driving that growth? Uh, so several things. Uh, number one, uh, we're seeing strong interest on the telco side of things where they need more services to offer to their to their install base, right? And they've they've all been offering UCAS and CCAS, and they're starting to dig deeper into CX and those other pieces of the business. And CPAS is a natural enabler for that. So we're seeing a lot of interest and uptake um, from telcos. Um, that's driving down into the SME portion of the market. So to date, um, you know, and we'll get to this later. Uh, CPAS has very much been in the realm of developers, right? And smaller companies don't tend to have a lot of developers sitting around to write code against CPAS. But what we're seeing is more companies delivering um, CPAS-enabled capabilities and functionality that small, mid-sized enterprises can use right off the bat without developers. So we're we're starting to see that trend. Um, we're seeing a lot of it with our uh, with individual companies delivering that functionality as well as telcos partnering with those companies to to go deeper into their install base. And then um, last but not least, we started off with enterprise adoption. I think the, the number is over the next few years, 90% of enterprises will have CPaaS as a core competency um, within their IT portion of the business. So you look at that, you look at that number, I don't think there's any question that we will see continued uptake of uh, CPAS um, adoption and penetration within the enterprise space as well. That, so that was telco interest, SMEs, and then further push into the enterprise to the point of, uh, sorry, I'm looking at my notes here, to the point of 90% um, over the next few years. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty solid <laughs> A pretty solid, uh, pretty. Would you say that's an ambitious growth projection, or you think it's not, not so ambitious at all? I think it's a necessity, really. Um, you know, we've we've talked for years about CX being the differentiator for enterprises, um, and and CX has to take in every mm -hmm. single touch point that you have with your customers. And CPaaS, you know, you can put out websites and you can you can launch CCAS and have agents answering calls. But if you really want that bespoke customer experience and you want things to be tailored to your business and how you service your customers, CPaaS is a critical enabler for that um, across every single touch point of the business. So um, I don't think it's ambitious at all. I think it's an imperative for enterprises that really need to focus on that CX to drive growth. Okay. So now I mentioned earlier you'd, you'd been at IntelliPay and you sort of pushed that um, – push that uh, use of CPaaS or kind of the mind, changing mindset from developer centric into, you know, the, all around the use of messaging and voice APIs, um, calling APIs uh, to be much more business friendly and for use in, um, you know, automating communications and business processes. And I think if I'm not mistaken, the CPaaS um, Acceleration Alliance, it talks about that in terms of CPAS 1.0, CPAS 2.0, CPAS 3.0. So can you walk us through each of those? What are the differences and really where are we today? Yeah, so CPAS 1.0 is obviously or maybe not obviously where it all started, right? And we talked about messaging at the beginning. Um, I think the easiest use case was um, that everybody has talked about is Uber sending text messages between the driver 
and the writer, right? You had an API, you could send and receive text messages, and that's really where you started with CPaaS 1.0, and that was revolutionary. Um, you know, oh, think yeah. about a developer that needed to send real-time notifications to somebody. In the past, it was via email, and you know, not everybody reads reads email all, all the time, right? So, um, where where we looked at at Intellipeer as we started to get going was um, what's next after that, right? Because you, you've only got so many developers on the planet. Um, and you've only got so many different use cases that can leverage what's send the message. Um, so CPaaS 2.0 starts to look at how do we get beyond the developer into low code, into no code tools, where you can get into more drag and drop um, pieces. You've got off the shelf integrations with platforms that you've got that you're already using, whether it's a CRM system, um, an ERP system or what have you so that they can start to interact with those same services, messaging, phone calls, social media, right? Um, so that's, you know, that's been out. We, I think we've been talking about that in the market um, for, gosh, since 2018, 2019, mm -hmm. right? Right, um, yeah. Now we're at the point where you've got more companies that, as we talk about telcos, uh, Telco's picking up um, CPaaS, and you talk about getting into small, mid-sized enterprises, you really got to stretch even further beyond that low-code, no-code experience into stuff that's tailor-built for particular verticals and particular right. job functions and things like that, right? So CPaaS 3.0 is really getting, um, stretching what CPaaS is, and it's more of um, a complete workflow and a complete application that happens to have CPaaS powering it underneath, right? And then as you get those things in, you've got a standard application. You still need to be able to go back and customize it and build your own things on top of it. So you can quickly deploy those CPaaS 3.0 applications, but then you can go back and your developers can tailor things and build out um, more bespoke services on top of that with the standard CPaaS APIs. I was going to ask if you, as you start to build out these workflows, do you sort of lose that necessity of talking in terms of CPaaS, but maybe not based on what you've just said about then being yeah. able to go back in and customize. So yeah. good point. So you've mentioned use cases um, quite a bit. So, you know, between the time you spent at Intellipeer, now at Creo and with the Alliance, what are some of the more interesting use cases that you've seen enabled by CPaaS? Um, the, one, the one that continues to stick out to me, because we talked about this back in, I think, 2017 at Intellipeer was, um, let's interject AI into the work stream or in, into the conversation. Right, and if, if you've got AI listening to the phone call, what can you do with that, right? Um, and it can be absolutely seamless. The p neither person on either end needs to know anything about AI. Doesn't need to interfere with the call. And one of the cool use cases we've seen um, in one of our CPAS showcase challenges at the, uh, at the Alliance has been just a simple, hey, let's do a phone call in a call center. And typically agents spend a lot of time taking notes and doing wrap up and things like that after the call. Um, what we see now is AI, especially with generative AI, mm -hmm. um, these systems are able to take that conversation and summarize it very quickly, call out what were the important points, what were the action items. You know, in, in a time span that could have taken several minutes for an agent at the end of a call, now you, you've got that completed in a handful of seconds 
and it's been uploaded directly into the CRM record and the agents already moved on to the next call, right? So that's one simple use case, uh, but I think it's so powerful because it's quickly, it, you can deploy it quickly um, and you can start to do more things as you free up your agents. Oh, it's incredibly powerful. Um, and we know from our research that gener uh, around generative AI that certainly that that auto summarization is you know uh, one of the top use cases already. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. and I love to see that sort of as we talk about CPaaS, we talk about CX, we talk about generative AI. It all comes together in that use case, which is great. Yeah. Okay. So, what what role do communication service providers? You talked about telcos a little bit. What what about communication service providers? What you know what role do they have to play with CPaaS, and you know what do they need help with? And that's I think part of the the mandate of the CPaaS uh, Acceleration Alliance, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so start with what role they've got to play. Um, you know, they've they've got hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of customers uh, that they're already doing business with, and this has been one of the things uh, in the technology industry um, that you know it's sometimes it's difficult to get in touch with the customer um, and have that direct relationship. And the beautiful thing about these CSPs and the telcos is they already have those relationships, right? So. Um, they already have contracts, they're already billing on a monthly basis, um, and they're already delivering services to them. So these companies that they're delivering services to are the same ones we're talking about that need to deliver a richer customer experience to their customers, a richer experience for their employees. Um, so as these telcos start to adopt these services, they're able to bring those back and layer them in on top of the services that they're already providing so it's it's very seamless they don't your, your customer doesn't have to go out and find another solution provider they don't need to sign another contract you don't need another monthly bill it's all through that same provider and it just happens to be riding on the exact same network and the exact same services that they're using today so that piece is really compelling and we've seen that with a number of providers who are leveraging that and getting in and, and seeing good good success with upselling and delivering more value to their customers. Now the challenge. So right. the challenge is, <laughs> right, when all you're thinking about is, hey, uh, let me sell you a phone number and I'll sell you some minutes and maybe I'll send you some text messaging. It's pretty simplistic stuff, right? It's a mm -hmm. very different vocabulary and it's a very different mindset from thinking about complex solutions. Um, and not just, hey, we, how do we build these complex solutions, but how do we talk about them to the customer, right? So what we've seen in the market, um, and I'll uh, I'll take blame for this as well, right? We, we <laughs> as technology providers do a horrific job talking about our products because we love our products, we want to talk about our products, but the customer doesn't care, all right? What the customer wants to know is how are you solving my problem? What problems are you solving? Um, so it's a, been, it's a big challenge, not just for CSPs, but also for technology providers is speaking that language and sim really simplifying it for the end buyer. Yeah, that, that's a great point. You have, to, you have to fit yourself into some box so that customers at least know where to find you. But, but beyond that, they, they don't really care about what, what that product is. Yeah. just what it helps them do. Okay, so here's a here's an opportunity for you to um, give a little pitch for the Alliance. I know they have a summit coming up. Um, wh when is it, where is it, what, you know, what else can you tell us about that? Anybody that might want to uh, jump on that opportunity. 
Yeah, we're we're super jazzed. Um, this is honestly something when I was running product and marketing and Intellipeer, it would have been so nice to have a group <laughs> like like <laughs> what we've got. And and honestly, it's been founded by a group of uh, people that have been in the industry and have struggled with these same things. So um, the event that's coming up, it's September 18th, uh, and it's in Amsterdam. And uh, it's going to be three days of awesome stuff. We're deep diving into use cases, uh, deep diving into, you know, where's the market going with AI? Uh, how do we get in and uh, how do we sell better to the small mid sized enterprises? Um, how do telcos actually take this stuff and start to sell it better and integrate it with their you know, their services that they're offering today. So we've got first day is going to be a deep dive for telcos because uh, this is a critical opportunity for telcos. And then the next two days are going to be for um, really uh, technology providers, um, everybody in the ecosystem. Um, we've got some very large sponsors, uh, KPN, uh, Radisys. Um, we've got uh, many others that, that have joined and we're continuing to drip those out on our, our social media feed here over the course of the next month. Um, so it's going to be really cool because we as an industry haven't had this type of an opportunity to get together yet. Right? We've, as uh, Kevin Nethercott, another partner of ours, uh, likes to say, we've always been one hour at somebody else's show. Now mm -hmm. we get to have our entire show. Right? So super exciting. Um, we're, we're already having a lot of great conversations and I'm excited to see what comes out, uh, of the three days. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you one last question and that's sort of, you know, put, put, you know, look in your crystal ball and what do you, what do you see when you look out three to five years? You know, where, where do you see CPAS? You kind of, I think, touched on this, uh, to some degree and, you know, maybe your opinion will change a little bit after September, uh, what is it? Three days, 18th, 19th, 20th, but for now, answer that question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so the dirty secret about CPAS is to be successful, you don't actually want to talk about CPAS, right? So when we look three to five years out, um, really see CPAS, number one, integrated deeply into the stuff that people are using on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Um, why do why do I even need to think about a messaging API and these other things when mm -hmm. all I know is in my day to day I'm doing these 16 things and I want to reach out to a customer at these specific points and then the the platforms work together to make that communications happen so that's that's one of the big pieces is deeper integration um, we're seeing uh, a lot of companies working together in the marketplace. Um, so one of our members, EAND, is, is uh, EAND Enterprise. They are, you know, they're, they're a large telco, part of a large telco. And what they're doing is they're strategically um, partnering with different providers, layering those into solutions that they're then turning around and selling into their customer base. Mm -hmm. So some really, really cool stuff. Um, the other thing, uh, and this has been really exciting, especially as ChatGPT has, has really hit the market, um, AI really deeply integrated and really useful within the, within the CPaaS ecosystem and with, within the various platforms. You know, we, when we laid this out and I, we were thinking about this back in 2018, AI just wasn't quite there yet, right? right. It was fairly accurate but not accurate enough to put into day-to-day -day conversations, let alone mission-critical conversations. Now we're at the point where it is 
pretty dang accurate and you can train it on your customer data, you can train it on the other things in your business and it becomes a real, real asset. Um, I actually just saw, I um, can't remember if it was McKenzie and company or somebody else, they just issued a big report about the adoption of generative AI in the, in the enterprise. And we're seeing, you know, 9, 10, 11% adoption in specific workflows right now. As that mm -hmm. starts to get better integrated into platforms, that's really gonna explode. Um, and that, that piece, I think, in particular, is, is the most exciting thing for CPaaS as we look three to five years out. Yeah, that, that's, and, and, you know, explode is the right word because this isn't going slow. I mean, you, yeah. you know, so. Well, Robert, thank you so much. It's, it's been fun. It's been informative. Really appreciate it. And uh, listeners, I'm, uh, you know, anybody who is looking to better understand the CPAS market can attend or, you know, maybe attend that, that Alliance um, uh, uh, event in uh, next month in Amsterdam or just check out the Alliance website. What's the URL for the website, Robert? Uh, we are, uh, so for the Alliance, it's cpassaa.com, and then uh, we've got a really cool URL for our show. It's casa23.amsterdam. So. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and then you can also uh, contact us at metrogy.com, uh, you know, and you can get information on our, you know, our CPAS research. Um, we have a CPAS market size uh, and spending forecast as well. Um, and then later this year, we'll be publishing a, a Metro rank, and that's a, a rating of the top 10 probably CPAS um, providers. So um, keep your eye out for, for that. With that, thank you all for tuning in. On the behalf of Robert, myself, and everybody here at Metrogy, take care, and I will see you next time. Bye, guys.